Advisors Mortgage Group is proud to present Indies Real Estate Gurus, hosted by Rick Ritma, the hardworking mortgage guy. Please contact Rick for all of your mortgage needs at hardworkingmortgageguy.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguy.com. Now here's the hardworking mortgage guy, Rick Ritma. Thank you for joining us. This is Rick Ripma, your hard-working mortgage guy. And this is Ian Arnold with Advisors Mortgage. We hope you're having a great weekend. And again, we appreciate you joining us. We want to go over first, I like to go over the numbers, kind of go over what's going on in the market, Ian, and let people know, you know, what, what they should be expecting. You know, we can't specifically talk about rates, but mortgage rates for the last week have pretty much stayed steady. Uh, mortgage-backed securities, which is, you know, I'll explain it real briefly, Mortgage-backed security bonds are where the mortgages are traded. So when you hear that your your, your money, your, your your loan is a Freddie Mac or a Fannie Mae loan, we'll just take those, conventional mortgage, and it's traded on the market, and it's traded as, so investors buy these, and they're traded as mortgage bonds. And as mortgage bonds go up, mortgage rates go down, and vice versa. So the mortgage mortgage bonds were mostly down this week. We were down a little bit. We were down quite a bit. Then we came back up. You know, last week we were up and then we went down. But it's kind of like a roller coaster. You know, we start and then you go up and down and up and down and up and down. And at the end of the week, you come in and you're pretty much where you started from. So rates have been pretty much the same. And it looks like that's probably going to stay. Some of that may be due to, you know, all of the information that's out there. Uh, you know, inflation is a real big negative to mortgage-backed security bonds and more and interest rates. And, you know, there's some reports that they think that inflation is going to be uh, really under control. Um, and, and, and the feds are coming out saying, you know, well, we think inflation is going to be fine. Well, I don't really agree with what the feds are saying. What about <laughs> you? Do you believe it? Uh, not really. I mean, it's just one, they're wrong quite a bit too. So that doesn't help their case. Yeah, I, I never know if they're wrong or just lie. So I, I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> you know, is, are they it's telling 50, us? 50 50. Yeah, who knows? I mean, you don't know. You don't know. There's an agenda. Every, every you know, group has an agenda. But let's look at the inflation just very briefly because inflation definitely affects mortgage rates. In June, last year in June 2021, the inflation peaked at 0.9 for the month. So that means in June of 2022, when we get those numbers, which we'll get in July, if it's lower than 0.9 for the month, the inflation year over year number will go down. If it's higher, it will go up. If it's the same, it'll stay the same. And so most people, and you're hearing a lot of them say, we're hitting the, the max of inflation. This is it. And that's because of that number. A lot of them think because of that number. But you can't just stop there. you got to look forward. If you Correct. look a little bit farther, now you're talking July. So instead of 0.9, we're at 0.5 in July of 2021. For over that number, inflation goes up. Guess what happens in August? 0.3. So now there's a high likelihood we're going to see a higher number. And if it came in at 0.6, then inflation goes up by 0.3. If it came in at 0.9, it's going to go up by 0.6. September, it's 0.4. So the next, June is a big number. July, August, September, 
our low numbers, and then October hits a big number again, and then it starts to, to really go off, and that's at 0.9. So we expect inflation. I expect inflation. You and I have talked about it. I think you feel the same way, that we're going to see inflation numbers get hotter, maybe not in June, but certainly July's number, August number, September numbers. And, and when they, for those months, that's the next month they come out. So we're expecting inflation to go up. And when inflation goes up, what happens to rates? Uh, they're going to go up. They tend to go up, don't they? And then when inflation's back under control. Now, along with these numbers, you have the Feds raising the federal fund rate. A lot of people, I, I talk to customers all the time, and they're saying, you know, oh, the federal fund rate's going up. Rates are going up. Rates are going up. That's because they don't un understand the fundamentals of the market. When the Feds raise the federal fund rate, they're raising the overnight rate member banks loan each other money. It's a very short term. But when they raise that rate, what does it do to inflation? It's going to decrease it. Right. It's going to get it under control and it's going to help decrease it. Does it do it right away? No, it takes time. Right. I mean, exactly. just, I mean, just look at what you said. I mean, you had to look at a full year. So if like you just said, our June right now, our June last was 0.9. We won't know what new June, the new June, and then that 0.9 falls off. So everything you see is going to be the last for a year. Right. Yeah, last for a year, and you don't see it in June. You don't see those number, nope, June don't numbers see in July. June. You don't see them until July. And that's part of the, the issue. And when the feds raise the federal fund rate, it doesn't immediately affect things. It takes it takes a while to filter into the economy, so it's going to take some time. But we believe, and, and the reason we believe it is if you look back at history, every time in history when the feds have done this, the rates come back, the rates come down. So we're, that's what we're expecting. I also believe that we're already in a recession, but a lot of people say we're going to be in a recession. Either one, <laughs> I, I think it's inevitable. Yeah. I think we're there, but I think it's inevitable. You're on the cusp of it. Yeah. You're about to go down, deep down. So, yeah. All right. So you got the NBA finals starting uh, or started this week. So I got a couple quick well, what, questions. What's the NBA? Oh, I know. You're not a big uh, what, sports uh, guy. National. Well, <laughs> baseball association national basketball association <laughs> yeah. but so i know you're not a big sports guy so let's turn this into mortgages so what do you think in indianapolis just give us a round of ballpark just indianapolis what do you think the average house price is or value indianapolis and the surrounding counties nope, just indianapolis so marion County. You know, i've never looked at that number that's amazing <laughs> we do so much in the surrounding counties i've never actually looked at the indianapolis number I would guess it's around 220, 225. You are correct. 220. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. All right. And uh, just so you know, I did not show him any of these numbers before. So this is all the top of his head. So he actually did pretty well with that one. All right. So now let's see. So in the East, you have Boston. So what do you think the average house price in, in Boston, Massachusetts is? That's going to be a whole, whole <laughs> lot higher. Let's say 490. 739. See, I'm not even yeah. close. It's such a different market. Yeah. Well, and all these numbers presented by Zillow. So if you want to argue with them, call them. Okay. Uh, all right. And the other team is Golden State, which is based out of San Francisco. So what do you think San Francisco's? A million two. Million six. A million six. I was, I was, I was going high. <laughs> Could you imagine if a million six for indie houses? Yeah, That'd well, be crazy. They, they got to have higher income. <laughs> that, that's the true. Cost of living is a lot higher <laughs> there than here. Uh, I mean, but I just thought it was a neat little yeah. thing. I was curious, and so I looked it up. I was like, million six for an average home. That's crazy. Yeah, and we're 220. Yeah. So 
Boston is seven thirty nine, basically so, seven forty, so almost three and a half times more than us. Yeah, and San Francisco is that it, the other? Yep, sixteen hundred or one one million six. So Golden State's from San Francisco. Yep, I didn't know that Bay Area. Okay. Uh, but I just thought it was interesting. I was just like, oh, what's the average price? Well, I was like, oh, my goodness. I, I thought it would be – I knew it would be higher. I didn't think it would be that much higher. Oh, I'm, that's, that's, that's so, shocking high. So when the Bates talk about pricing out, people out of their budgets, that when you're talking about San Francisco, I go, yeah, you'd price me out pretty darn quick. Right. Yeah, I think the, I think the key there is don't, uh, don't retire from Indianapolis to San Francisco, but if you retire from San Francisco to Indianapolis and you sold your house, you're going to be looking pretty. <laughs> yes, very nice. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because I think that's one of the things that created this increase in values is we have a lot of influx of people from places like California. Yeah. Well, it's a whole – they don't have to work at the office anymore. Right. I mean, if you can work from home, where does it matter where you live? And if you have a house that you just sold in California in San Francisco for $1.7 million, Yep. And you come here. How much could you offer over that price? It'd be probably? interesting. Did you even look at what those houses look like for one point seven million? No. I'll bet they aren't much better than our five hundred thousand dollar houses. No. You know that's really would be a tail. That'd be interesting to look at. But I'll bet they aren't that much better. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's interesting. That's really interesting. I think. Uh, so one other thing I saw, uh, Redfin actually announced today uh, that twenty percent of homes reduced their price last month. That's the highest uh, since October 2019. Yeah, so what they're saying is, I want to make sure I understand and, and make sure it's clear, clear. So what they're saying is if somebody came in and they put their house on the market for $500,000, 26% of those people said, oh, we or 20%. 20% of those people said, well, we probably listed it too high. We need to, we need to lower our list price. Correct. Yeah, because you don't want people looking at that and saying, oh, you know what, that means that prices are falling, because that, that's not what that means. Many people in the market like we're in overprice their home because they think, why not? Why not? Well, right. I they mean, think, if yeah. they take it, it's if you're going fishing, you throw out the big, you throw out your bait and get the biggest fish. Awesome. But if yeah. you get the small one, you're still going to be happy. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Here's what I think the problem is with that. I think that people, it's hard to adjust to the market that is completely different than what you've ever done before. The old market, you listed your house and that was the, today it's the same thing. It's the, it's the starting price. Correct. The difference is, is back just a two years ago, three years ago and before the starting price, the offers came in below starting price. So you listed high and, and then you got price, you got lit, you know, offers below that today you list it. And you get offers above that. Yeah. So, you know, it's a it's an interesting thing. I think it shows that maybe the market is is softening, but it also could just be people who are getting thinking, oh, I'm you know, if I can sell my house for this amount, I'm going to sell my house because they know the market's hot. So it's going to be interesting to see how it actually affects our market. Now I know I've seen this. You've you've been in the market a lot longer than I have been. So do you normally see? Around, let's say, this June, July time, do you normally see a, more price reductions in uh, homes than you do throughout the year? Or That's a great question. You know what? We're running up against the break. So we're going to take our break, and we'll talk about that after the break.
Advisors Mortgage Group is licensed by Indiana Department of Financial Institutions. Equal housing opportunity, NMLS 33041. Rick Ritma's NMLS 664-589. Hi, I'm Rick Ritma with the Hardworking Mortgage Guys and Advisors Mortgage Group, where we believe delivering the best mortgage for you is why we exist, and it's how we all succeed. We believe honesty, kindness, and hard work are how we honor each client. At Hardworking Mortgage Guys, we believe in custom-tailored loans, not the one-size-fits-all approach. We believe in always presenting you with all your options so you get the loan you want the way you want it. We believe in continually monitoring the rules, rates, and market trends so you don't have to. We believe in working hard to meet your closing date so that your entire plan isn't upended. We believe in offering the same quick online process that the box store mortgage companies brag about. Whether you're refinancing or buying your first home. We believe there is a best mortgage for you and we believe we are the team to deliver it. Find us online at hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Brought to you by Advisors Mortgage Group, where we believe the more you know about financing a home, the less stressful buying and refinancing will be. Welcome back and thank you for joining us. I'm Rick Ritma, the hardworking mortgage guy. And I'm Ian Arnold with Advisors Mortgage. And he's asleep over there. Oh, Got to sleep sometime. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you need to get a hold of us, you have any mortgage you know, questions, you want to talk to us for any reason, go online to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. And we're going to talk a little bit about the spring market. But before we do that, let's go to question of the week. Now it's time for questions with the gurus. Question of the week is brought to you by Debt Crusher uh, Mortgage, improving your life uh, by relieving the uh, stress of debt. And that's us, by the way. Debt Crusher Mortgage is us. It is us. (laughs) I mean, uh, it is incredible how much, especially how much people increased in debt, especially recently with. Uh, people not putting as much in savings accounts and putting on charge cards, we were able to reduce quite a bit of people to, with that debt crusher mortgage. And, and so. with the uh, additional increase in equities that we've seen, yep. you know, higher values of homes, it's made a huge difference in lots of people lo- people's lives. It can be a uh, – it's really life-changing. It's, it's kind of a really fun mortgage to, to do for somebody because it actually and completely changes their life. Correct, easily. All right, so the question last week was, I am an odd number. Take away a letter and I become even. What number am I? It's seven. If Uh you take away the S, you become even. Uh (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the new one for next week. What uh, can you hold in your right hand but never in your left hand? You have you come up with some great questions. You're really good at searching the internet. I've I got two. You think hey, of these. If I memorize them, I got two young kids. I can use these on all the time. <laughs> Let's get back to the spring market. You you'd ask the question about you know the spring market. What what exactly do okay. you remember? So with you being in the business as long as you have, do you normally see a price reduction in homes for sale around this time, and or is this just not common? It's actually very, very common. I actually have some graphs. It's not, one of them's reasonably a part of what you're talking about. The other one gives you, I think, some really great insight into into why it happens. But um, you know, there, the percentage. The first one is the percentage of properties with recent price uh, reductions. And if you look at this, if you had this in front of you, you would see every year we see 
the, the, the reductions and prices start to go up. So like this year, it's gone up. Um, in, in fact, for the week, it says we're up 23.1%. So 23.1% of the homes have had a price reduction. Now in 2021, it, w- it was a, a little bit different market back then. And we didn't, we only had 15.8%, which was very, very low. Other than that, Everybody, every other year that's on here, 2018, it was it was almost 30 percent. You know, 2020, it was 25 percent. So all the other years, as you look at them, and all in all these other years, they're you know 2017, 16, um, they're all higher than that. So they all saw more more price reductions on houses um, up in most of them all in about the 30 percent range. But if you look at another chart that I'm looking at, it's, it's, it's an, to me, it's very interesting. It's showing the market and shows that every single year, and I, I, this is really about um, what you're hearing on the news, and they're like, oh, the houses aren't selling as quickly as they were, and there's this and that, and there's more on the market and all this. Well, there's a reason for that. It happens every single year. Every year, if you look at the chart, every year, the 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 new new purchases or the new homes on the market um, are down in the in the very beginning of the year late late in the in the year November December right mm-hmm. who not many people put their homes on the market November December no. January they're still it's winter um, it's still a little slow it starts to pick up in February and March April May June you see a huge increase in the, in the houses being listed and when you get more houses you have more inventory, so you there. Yep, you're in more competition. Yep, changes, and so this is not an unusual situation. It's it's kind of what happens every year. I it's not to me. It's not surprising. What is what is irritating to me is that the way that the news media wants to present it because they never want to. They always want to sensationalize everything, act like it's such a disaster, and it's never never supposed. You know, it's never happened in the in the uh in the past and yet it has in fact i don't even remember the lady do you remember who it is that that came out and said that's in the last decade we haven't seen some number i can't even remember what it was and she was flat out wrong we'd seen it twice in the last 10 years so they they really do try to scare us if i can come up with that i'll i'll uh, (laughs) i'll bring it up but i just can't remember right now um one other interesting thing that I saw uh, when I was researching a little bit was uh, Redfin actually also said that 13% of people, 13% uh, less people searched the term homes for sale on Google last month, which I thought 13% less. It's not a huge number, but it was just like, in my mind, I'm thinking you'd see a lot more being that springtime. And let's be honest, as we talked before, my kids just got out of school. So if I'm going to start looking, that would be the time to really start looking. So I just thought it was like, oh, well, that's interesting. So I don't know. It might be some people are a little worried about the interest rates. I mean, some people may not may have seen so many people bid over that they would just want to take a break too, because that would basically sometimes be me is all right. I don't want to try to buy five or 10 houses and then have to bid 10 or 12 grand higher and not knowing if I'm going to get it or not, or that type of deal. So I, I can see some people stepping out for taking a break. Well, yeah, I think, I think that 
as prices increase and as mortgage rates increased, you're going to see some people moving out of the markets, stop looking. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's going to happen. But even that 13% decrease, when you look at the numbers, there's still a there's still many more people looking to buy homes than homes on the market. Yep. So it's not it it. You know, if you have, and I don't know the numbers, but if you have 100 homes, just we're going to make the, you have 100 homes on the market, and you have 90 people out shopping for homes, okay? Yeah. Then there's a, then you can negotiate, you know, all 100 aren't going to sell. There's only 90 people looking. Correct. Right? Yep. And if you have a big reduction in people looking at that point, then that's going to hurt, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have, which is the market we've had, you have 100 homes on the market and you have 200 people looking for homes, and, and then uh, that 16, or 216% drop out, you still have 160-something people looking for 100 yeah. homes that are on the market. Yep. And I think that's the big it's, – it's, if you, you can look at individual numbers and you can say, oh, this is bad. But when you look at the entire picture, it's not. Now, I will say, May, from everybody I've talked to, I've talked to several real estate agents, top producers, big producers, and they've talked to friends of theirs who are also big producers, been in the business forever. May was a very odd month. Mm-hmm. There were homes selling like crazy, but... I don't even know how to explain it, but in some of the market just kind of stopped for a few weeks. I think there was something else going on. I don't know what it was. I don't know why, but I already see it's totally back. Yeah. I mean, it. it's like June hit and we got, and, and all of a sudden, well, you know, I guess it just hit a few days ago, but it's even before then, maybe we got through Memorial Day weekend, whatever, got through it. And all of a sudden the calls are coming in again. People are out looking. I'm getting lots of pre-approvals again, and it's just that it was just the last two weeks of May. Oh, well, you have all, all the what happened. You have all the graduations. Yeah, you have be. all that stuff. I mean, uh, especially if your kids did sports, that's always like let's say playoff. It's like sectionals, divisional playoffs, or whatever you want to call. It. So I can see somewhat dying down because you just you got too much going on, uh, sort of deal. But. Yeah, and you know, and that that can happen. People can be there, and they're, you know, they're they're worried about a lot of other things, and especially maybe when maybe this is all part of it. You had talked about it, when it's hard to get a house. Yeah. Okay. I got other things to do, and I really don't have time to go shop for a home because I got to do all these other things, and I'm not going to get a home anyway because I'm not. My offer is never going to be accepted. Mm-hmm. I understand that thinking, and I would I'd probably be the same, and you know, but once it once you get past that. The reality is this. I am seeing people get offers accepted. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I, you know, the, the thing I think, one of the biggest things I think that's dropped out is the, the, the uh, institutional buyers, the companies buying homes. We're not seeing as much of that. The people paying the cash, buying homes that are, that are buying them to fix them up and sell them or rent them or whatever they're going to do with them, that they've really ruined our market, really hurt the housing market all in all. I, that seems to have gone away. Yeah. Have you seen that? I mean, so you, you see it quite a bit. Well, you're also going to see a lot of the investment people, the people who buy the homes to just to rent them out. Once, the, uh, I mean, when the rates were so low, it was it was smart to do that. But now as rates have gone up, 
it hit your it hit your pocketbook a little bit more. So you're gonna, you're going to see a lot of those more people drop out of that. So that allows more single families to buy their homes instead of people turn it into rentals. Okay. Uh, but so we got a few minutes left. So I know we always cut, cut this off for the last. So I figure we talk a little bit more about this. The demographics for age. Uh, so it says that the average age of somebody buying a house is usually about 33. First time home buyer. First time, or, sorry, first time home buyer. So do you think that number will change with the higher price of houses? I do not. And the reason I don't think it's going to change is if you look at history, it's never changed. We've always had price increases. Houses, houses today are considerably more expensive than they were 33 years ago. In fact, as an example, I bought my house about 33 years ago. Okay, I've lived there just over 30 years. All right. And in that time, it's gone up two and a half, three times. But so have incomes. Yes. And I think that's when you hear about it on the radio or on the on the news and everything. I think that's what a lot of people are missing. So I did a little research. So let's say you bought a house in uh, 1973. The average the average price of a house at that point in time was about forty five thousand dollars in 1973. Okay, so. Now, if you say people can't, uh, people could afford that, but how much were you making? You weren't making close to what they're making now. So, and then in 1995, it was close to 150,000. Okay, does that sound bad? No, it's it's just the progression of that's the way it's going. Well, guess what? When you worked at, um, even when I got, uh, when I was in high school, when uh, I first came out of work, I made about seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour. I worked at Blockbuster. If that tells you how old I am. So, <laughs> so 725, I go now, if I, if you go to McDonald's right now, you want to work, how much are you making? 15, $17 an hour. Right. I go, they'll give you anything you want just to get you to work there. I go, okay. So that's almost double what I was making. So the price of living, I mean, the price, your income has changed. And I think that's not what a lot of people right. are hitting on. Right. Minimum, minimum wage. And, I, and truthfully, I don't remember what it was, but mm-hmm. I believe that back in when I would have been doing that. So I graduated in, you know, late 70s. So let's say late 70s, early 80s. I think it was around, we could look it up, but somewhere around $3. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, $3.10 sticks in my mind. And what's minimum wage today? Hey, and your gas price was probably about 50 cents or 25 yeah, cents. I, it wasn't 25, but it was pretty <laughs> close. I mean, it was a it was a big eye opener when gas went over a dollar. Yeah. All right. That was a that was a big eye opener. So it, you're right. It, the incomes have gone up, which have made homes much, much more affordable. OK, so I got one question. I know we're getting we're getting late in the game. Yeah. One question. When do the when does the NBA final start or have they already? Started? Oh, they are sorry. They started on Thursday. So, oh, you're, OK, you're, so they already started. Yep. Yeah. And, so you're a little bit behind there. And I, I, I'm just because I, I, you know, I don't really watch any of this, but I'm guessing Golden State's the favorite. Yes. Only because he has, has they have Steph Curry in it, yep. but they won like the last 20 in a row or something. Ridiculous Not that money, but that may put him better than Michael. Uh, all right. So before we wrap up, I do want to mention, though, to Rick, like Rick has not said anything. We do have a Father's Day special coming up here soon in a few weeks. 
on the on Saturday before Father's Day. So if you do have young kids or even if grandkids and you want to just easy conversation, talk about credit and stuff like that, definitely tune in for that. Yep. We'll uh, go over how to handle money. Thank you very much for joining us. Go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. And on there, you can, in the top uh, left or right corner, you think I know my left from my right, you can put all your information in there and we'll be able to follow up with you. Thanks a lot and have a great day. Branch NMLS number 33041. Rick Ritma's NMLS number 664589. Ian Arnold's NMLS number is 1995469. Equal housing opportunity. Some restrictions apply. Well, first off, thank you for joining us, Danielle. I appreciate it. And I just was curious, how did you come to find out about Rick Ritma and Advisors Mortgage? Well, I was looking for a mortgage for myself for a brand new home that I was building. And I wasn't sure the direction to go. I didn't have anybody in mind. So I kind of just spoke to whoever I could speak to. I got their number and everything seemed to be exactly what I was looking for. So I went with them. The thing I liked the most about Rick and his advisor's mortgage is that I could go and upload things online and I didn't have to always be on the phone with them or sending them documents or um, trying to look for certain things that I needed to get the process going, um, which was really great for me. I had a processor named Mark Boltman who really helped me out in making sure I had everything I needed because I, I didn't know the first thing about having a mortgage, so it was awesome to have so much help. I think... Probably what I benefited from the most is really just them understanding that sometimes I would get busy and maybe I forgot to upload a document or I forgot to do a certain part of the process in a timely manner and they would get right back with me and it wasn't like a, hey, we really need this right now. It was always, hey, just wanted to make sure you still remember that we need this. Well, you don't get that too much in this day and age. It seems like most people are either you know very demanding of something they need from you and they need it right now. and and I agree, I've seen that in, in Rick's attitude with us over, over the last 10 years, that he's very patient, but also helpful to get the right <laughs> things he needs. So Exactly. In conclusion, is Rick Ritma and Advisors Mortgage somebody that you would use in the future and or tell your friends and family about? Absolutely, and I just want to thank them for all the effort they put in to help me find my dream home. Branch NMLS number 33041, Rick Ritma's NMLS number 664589. Equal housing opportunity, some restrictions apply. I'm Rick Ritma. You can go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com.